Washita One Table. Washita One Table podcast is a deeper discussion of issues facing our business communities. Over this series, we'll invite community leaders and businesses, the arts, nonprofits, culture, and government as we discuss the issues that strike at the heart of the Chamber's mission for the greater good of our parish. Topics such as workforce development, education, quality of life, economic development, and more. Washita One Table. This podcast is a partnership project of the Monroe and West Monroe West Washita Chambers of Commerce and was produced by Godly Works Productions in the Louisiana Catalyst Podcast Studios at the Benoit Community Center. Now, here are your hosts, Roy Heatherly and Christopher Kelly. Hey everyone, this is Christopher Kelly with the West Monroe West Washita Chamber of Commerce, and this is our inaugural podcast with my friend from the Monroe Chamber. Hey, I'm Roy Heatherly, and this is Washita One Table. Washita One Table is our deeper discussion of issues facing the business community. Over the series, we hope to look at issues in a rotating series that strike at the heart of the Chamber's mission. You know, we work in many different areas, and this is a chance for us to have a deeper discussion and dialogue with you, our community. Absolutely, and we uh, um, are looking forward to this collaboration between the two chambers and the new horizons that are awaiting us. Yeah, so jumping in, though, many people don't know what I think is the best-kept secret of Washtal is the Chamber of Commerce, right? Absolutely, Chris, and uh, our mission statement, which is very similar to your mission statement, is basically to create an environment where local businesses thrive. That's right. And so it happens through a series of topics, though, through economic development, through workforce development, education, quality of life, those things that strike and break it, that mission down into tangible topics that we can grab. So this podcast is an outside a- source of that, that, that partnership that we have to, to meet those needs. So, Roy, I want to get the first question because I always love that opportunity. So overall, what, what is a chamber? What's, what's your thoughts there? So I think, number one, we're the leading voice for local business. I mean, if if you look at the things that we're involved in, some of the things that you just said, a lot of our local small business in particular, they can't be actively engaged in that. They look to us to do that. Well, you know, we laughingly say all the time that small business people, owners of small businesses, if they really knew what they were getting into, they probably wouldn't do it. Absolutely, yeah. So you are your media consultant. You are your tech support. You are your, in many cases, electrician and plumber and all of those things, as well as a staffing resource. So when we reach out, you know, we are a helping hand in so many of those areas. Maybe maybe that member is struggling with a dimension that they didn't even know. Right. You know, they feel like they, they don't have market share and they have such great product line or they have great service. The chamber inherently has that network that they can build on. Well, and, and I like... Since you and I have been working together, I like some of the things that you do for your members. And you might want to share some of that because some of that, like, you know, you do one-on-one consulting, you do secret shopping, you do some things like that that I think are really cool. Well, that's a great compliment. But <laughs> so, yeah, so so my background has become more marketing, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I think intangible, hey, we want to sell you, you know. So Roy Heatherly, you have Heatherly Workshop. And at, at this workshop, you can custom uh, create your own T-shirts and, and, uh, and custom um, products for birthdays and every kind of occasion. So 
but that member has a, a, a shortfall. It's not enough that you posted on Facebook 74 times in week one and then you had no resonance. You know, it takes time to build an audience. We look at in a complete kind of holistic brand, what's your digital footprint? It doesn't have to also be overwhelming. I think there's an educational component there, right? So when we go to a member, we sit down and kind of calmly say, hey, Yes, these are deficiencies, but let's walk you through. Right. Let's celebrate International Balloon Day. You know, let's celebrate zany things that give you kind of an excuse to post on social media, but in a non-overwhelming way where when you have a free Saturday every six months, you can go ahead and look forward on the calendar, plan these things out and do it. So yes, we do kind of some of these snapshot things that help those businesses take control of something that maybe feels out of reach for them. Right. Um, and, you know, digital marketing is, is a way of the future, you know. So we, we have a, a series like that. You said the secret shopper. We've had some businesses reach out and say, gosh, I wish that I knew what my average customer experience is. They're not coming back, you know. And so we, we've sent a couple of people that are happen to be um, involved with us from ULM. Right. And so we sent them into businesses and said, hey, here's 20 bucks. Go in that store and buy a thing. Tomorrow, go back and take it back and then tell us what your experience was. And it turned out that uh, they thought they were being hands-off with a customer and being no pressure. Right. But in reality, what the, the public perceived was they're not engaging me, with me. That Southern hospitality that maybe we're a little bit accustomed to was lacking. So it didn't resonate. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is uh, Roy Heatherly, and it's Chris Kelly with the West Monroe West Westchaw Chamber. And we're hosting... Washita One Table, and this is our first episode, and we're so glad that you're joining us. Chris, we do the same thing. We take it a little bit different. We, we've done some things differently. For example, we've created a technology committee because we want to, and, and we're in the process of surveying members to see what kind of technology needs they need or what kind of training needs that, that they need. We've also are tackling a, one of our committees is looking at nonprofits in the community. How can the business community help our nonprofits? In our opinion, and I know in your opinion, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if we can raise the community up, our businesses will thrive. If we can help them with technology, our businesses will thrive. And so we see the chamber, our chambers, in a unique position right now in Washita Parish because our strength in the past, people have said the river's divided us. Our strength is our river, and our strength is us collaborating and working together. Sure. We cross, we cross those bridges every single day, metaphorically and yeah. physically, right? So, so let's talk about, though, uh, the history of the chamber, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we both just had milestones. So talk about your history of the Monroe Chamber and then what you brought with you when you just joined. Was it a year ago? Have you been a year and a half? Ten months. Oh, dang. It feels like a lot longer. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. That could be good or bad. That's I don't the know. best compliment I've got. <laughs> okay, thank you. So, um, if so, when I, I was here the first time, I worked at the New Star, and I was I was peripheral in peripheral. I think is a word. I think I was involved with the chamber, kind of on the side. I wasn't on the board, but I served on committees and things. But I watched our chamber, and it had a long history of influencing prog progress in Monroe. And if you look at, if you drive down Tower, 
you know, you can see that it was our chamber that helped push that infrastructure project through. It's, it's, you're going to see a lot of activity coming with that Kansas Lane connector now. It was chamber leadership. It was Sue, it was George Nicholson, uh, George, Tom Nicholson, George Cummings, David Hampton, who, Harvey Hales, who really pushed that. And that's going to change the whole dynamic of 165, taking pressure off of that, going around the universities, opening up the airport, opening up I-20 and things like that. So our history has been one of, of trying to be the leaders in moving the city forward. How about yourself? So, but, but let's be clear, you're yeah. talking about a century of that leadership. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It, it, we've uh, over a century. Right. <clears throat> Last year at our annual banquet, we celebrated our 100th annual banquet we actually, I, I, I'm trying to think right now how long we've actually been influencing the community. It's well over 100 years. Right. And so both chambers, I think, formed, you know, like-minded business people wanting to go further, promote our community. You know, our chamber was really uh, consolidated around Louisiana uh, Light. Right. You know, the, the power company at the time helping form this coalition to kind of move and advocate for. So we're in our 66th year. Right. We're just a little bit behind you, uh, but we still have a long history of that kind of advocating for our community. So what's interesting, you were talking about that, uh, that extension project. So that's behind the scenes. So I think so many times maybe the public perception is that, uh, you know, we're, we're just a place that you go to have lunch. Right. right? So there's a lot of advocacy that's going on. There's a lot of uh, conversations about what business people need and working with them one-on-one, -on -one, but also more holistically what the business community needs. Right. And it's, 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 we talk about our collaboration, but we also collaborate with other, let's say, nonprofits in the community sure. or the cities of Monroe and West Monroe. I know you work very closely with Mayor Mitchell. I work very closely with Mayor Ellis. And, you know, they just were in the middle of all the capital outlay projects and stuff. And we've been right in the heart of all of that meeting with legislators trying to help. But small business doesn't have the opportunity that we do to get in front of legislators to move the community forward or to talk about projects that need to happen. And, and that's part of what our role is, too. But they can because the, it, it, we're a conduit. Yep. And one of the examples of that conduit, you said uh, an extension project, but also we do Northern Exposure every oh, year. Absolutely. Right? May 3rd this year. That's right. So it's coming up. It's a way to directly talk back to those legislators that, that are important, but also all the way up to the governor. Right. Right. So that's, that's just one more. Maybe it's not conspicuous from the public, but we're doing this advocacy. We're having this dialogue almost on a daily basis. You mentioned uh, outlay projects, and, you know, right now, post-COVID, there's a new energy. There's a lot of things happening. There's a new vision for our community happening. So tell me, you know, in your position as president and CEO, what's your vision? How is it evolving in this post-COVID time? You've been there not yet a, um, a year. How is, how is that attitude evolving a little? Uh, well, it's, <clears throat> you're right. Let me, I'll back, I want to back up just a second. There is a buzz in this community that and you can feel it. I mean, you can go out there, you can talk to people. You've got new leadership with Mayor Ellis and, and Mayor Mitchell to a degree. And, and, and then you got Shane over with the police jury. You got Dr. Barry at ULM. You got Dr. Esters over at, at Delta. And you got you and me. And, and, and there, there just seems to be this collaboration and this buzz that's happening right now. And when you ask me what, what do I see happening, I, 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 you know, at, at our annual banquet the other day, uh, I did the, uh, um, you remember the movie It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah. Okay. So I said, what, what you know, the, the chamber, let's let the chamber be George 
Bailey. And let's go around and see what the community looked like if the chamber hadn't been here. Sure. And, and you start pulling things out of the community and you start to see. But then let's take a visionary look. Let's see where we're going with that. If you look at what's happening in Monroe right now, downtown Monroe is the heart of what we're doing. And, and, and the master plan that's being created is creating pathways down Jackson and Grand in Monroe, down to Zeard, past that Miller Roy building. That Miller Roy building, I don't want to digress, but every time I go by there, I it's can exciting. It, you, totally it, exciting. You can and and you can just close your eyes for a minute, not while you're driving, but you can <laughs> close your eyes and you can see at that third floor when Louis Armstrong was up there on, on the on the on the Chitlin circuit, and you can see Billy Holiday up there in the history of of. Monroe's downtown or West Monroe's downtown, we've got this rich history here that we're capitalizing on now. And it's going to be the catalyst, speaking of things, the ca how about that for a play yeah. on words, but it's going to be the catalyst for growth in this community. There is so many great things getting ready to happen here. Chris, what about you? So I love that you said history. I think that we've got such a unique place. We just had 318 Day, yeah. right? And celebrating what's unique about this place. I can't really imagine living anywhere else. I can't either. It's, it's unique. Uh, we have a, a beautiful history that embraces a culture. We're not New Orleans. We're not Baton Rouge. We're not that kind of, but we still have a little Cajun flair. We still embrace Mardi Gras. We still have so many things, but we have a Southern hospitality that's really unique. Um, you know, I, I keep, I keep you, you mentioned the mayor. I, I've never had uh, interactions with elected officials that are so approachable. Right. You know, uh, it, 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 it kind of humbles me that, we have elected officials that are handing out their personal cell phone numbers, <laughs> you know, and telling, tell me what's wrong in your community. Let's fix it. Do you, but, but the interesting thing is, is be engaged and be part of it. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't text me and complain, be part of that dialogue, be part of the solution. So we want those people in our community to, to, to work with us too. You know, it's, it's, we have more committees than ever. We're, we're getting dialogue. We're ha having these roundtable discussions opening a whole new door that I think maybe it wasn't closed, but it just didn't feel accessible to right. a lot of people. And, and you know, Chris, to that point, and, and just so we can remind everybody, I'm Roy Heatherly with the Monroe Chamber, and this is Chris Kelly with the West Monroe West Washita Chamber, and we're at Washita One Table, and this is a new to, new podcast that that both chambers are putting on, and we're going to take a deeper dive into our community, into the business community, and and talk about ways that not only the chambers can help, but talk about things going on in our community. But Chris, you talked about leadership. If, if you look at anything going on in West Monroe, you'll see Mayor Mitchell there. You'll see her picking up trash. You'll see, her. and same with Mayor Ellis. Last Tuesday, we had a flood of rain coming down. Right. Who was cleaning out gutters and ditches? It was it was the mayor and his executive team were in the middle of those ditches, cleaning them out. Along so with went, the rest of the staff. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's just that there's that kind of spirit here. And, and I'm with you. I can't imagine living anywhere else. And it's just, it's... I go back to that buzz because it's an exciting time to be here. And you mentioned the history. We're standing on the shoulders of those folks, 66 years, 100 plus years. We're standing on their shoulders. And hopefully 30 years from now, there will be residents who will say they're standing on our shoulders for the great things that are getting ready to happen, the complimentary downtowns, the, the growth that's going to spur out from there, the new um, arena that's being built yeah, on the, the new state. The new sports complex really is game changing and but that takes vision mm -hmm. and so you talk about collaboration i think i think we have vision um there's master plans being constructed uh west Monroe just went through that right. kind of introspective 
processing and buying into getting community input and having that community input session is, is critical. Absolutely. It is. So let's pause and kind of address the elephant in the room, though, which is COVID. Yeah. So we're, we're in this post-COVID time. What do you think are the lingering effects going on with business community? I know for our side, um, we keep having these discussions and it's workforce. It's workforce over and over and over. And I'm going to I'm going to throw it back at you on that. But I, I would agree. Any conversation you have is that we can't hire, we can't find help, and then you talk to the other side of folks who, who had been almost trapped in their homes, are struggling trying to find jobs, and so we're kind of the conduit of that, but this is your passion, and, 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 and I want to throw it to you because you, I, I have watched, you and I have had series of meetings with different groups and different peoples, and we, we've labored over this. But you have come up with kind of some stuff that, that I'd like you to share. Well, I think, thank you first for the compliment. But, but that only t happens because we have a collaborative effort. The, the thing that I'm learning that I think maybe both of us were surprised by is there is a whole population that have been turned off to being engaged in the workforce. So COVID's lesson for them was, yes, that there is government supplementary aid available. But when they got back on their feet and were trying to, I, g I give you the example over and over again about the, the recent, we got a, a, a guy rehired and, you know, he said, well, I went to Popeye's and they had a sign out front and they told me to go online. Well, he went online from his semi-smartphone um, <laughs> and he gets all the way through putting, you know, workforce information in, you know, where did he work? How long did he work there? And at the very end, it says, upload your resume from his semi-smartphone. You know, it's just, we take that for granted because I'm sitting in front of my laptop scrolling through these things. But that stopped his process right there. So we reached out. We talked to Popeye's corporate hiring, and they, they tweaked some things. And now but, it's a little different. But finished part of that story is you said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I just was, and I just knew I could do it. You know, I just knew I was going to be able to do it right there in front of him. Right. I couldn't do it, right. you know, right. and I have an iPhone and I, I, it's, it's my life. And it was humbling. That moment humbled me in the sense that this, I would have been turned off to the application process too. And immediately he went and tried to apply at McDonald's, you know, just down the street. And, and by the way, you know, th this person really wanted to be engaged. Right. He had bummed a ride. He had reached out to friends to actually get this opportunity because he wanted to be back engaged. He went to McDonald's. He filled out application. They never called him back because of a simple typo on the form. So there's a couple issues like that that we can advocate for that we can reach out. And by the way, he's now employed in and getting his brother employed, and it has long-term ramifications beside that. And it's not just about working at fast food. It's about those educational pathways. I got real excited today. Uh, Delta Community College just launched a whole new initiative, right, about being able to have these really high-demand career paths that will, and these foster monies will, will help catalyze that, you know. Um, I laughed because they said, oh, it's last dollar monies. But in reality, they're saying after the Pell Grant makes up the difference after whatever and there's this deficiency, hey, we got your back. No longer is it enough to say, well, I don't have the money. Right. Right. I can't get a ride. We can fix that. You know, technology is a problem. We can find you an access point. You know, so solutions are becoming innovative. And I think that's the lesson of COVID is, yes, it's workforce, but people are becoming extraordinarily innovative. We've, we've, we've catalyzed again. Uh, technology moving forward in a way that's it's kind of almost humbling how fast some things are changing. And and 
there's great conversations going. You mentioned career pathways. There's great conversations going on on what's right for the student. Sure. And and we have two great assets of higher ed right here. We have ULM and we have Louisiana Delta. And and I'm I'm blown away by both their leaderships and both their desires to help young people be successful. The other side of that from, I know from like Delta's perspective is building strategies and training sessions and plans that match the business needs. I mean, they will turn on a dime and they will go anywhere to get someone trained and get them into the workforce. And that's a really important point that no longer is educational path this stagnant thing that's 140 hours to get to the maybe employment on the other side. Uh, we can speak of a member that's in in pipeline installation, right? They reached out and they were direct with Delta Community College. Delta met that demand and is, has that training program and is meeting their needs immediately. Like immediately. Immediately. Like, like immediately. Like they next Tuesday, it, they, they did it. They turned it around just yeah. like that, yeah. So uh, that's an innovative thing as, a, as an outshot of COVID. So, you know, workforce for us has become this much more dynamic kind of environment. Just if you're just now joining us, this is Washita One Table. I'm Christopher Kelly with the West Monroe West Washita Chamber, and I am joined with Roy Heatherly. And it's an exciting time for us to work on these collaborative efforts. I think uh, we're down to one more question, which is some personal goals. You know, what is the chamber teaching you? Where are you with personal goals? <clears throat> that's a that's a great question. I am, from a personal perspective, I am exactly where I want to be. God opened the door for us to come back, and I, you know, age doesn't matter. And I told the folks when they interviewed, you know, if people can see me, they know I'm not the youngest guy in the room. <laughs> and, and, and but I, I, I told them I'm going to outwork anybody, and I'm going to I'm going to put all my heart and soul into it. And they won't find anybody more passionate. From a personal perspective, I I couldn't be happier. I'm exactly where I want to be in the community I want to be doing what I want to do. How about yourself? You know, I think the, the goal is, uh, for the first time in my life, I feel completely harnessed. Like all of my energy yeah. gets consumed in a pathway because we have all of these enthusiastic partners that we're working with. Uh, but my goal for the chamber and, and ourselves is to continue those community yes. partnerships that have been started because so many people have opened those doors and then they went nowhere. Right. And so for the first time, I think that we have this energy The the only, you know, I say all the time, we stand on the precipice of greatness. All we have to do is not screw up. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so I'm really excited yeah. about that. We control our destiny and, and it's a great destiny. And, and I, I, for one, I can't wait to see the great things that we do. Chris, before I forget, before we get out of here, we need to... F we need to thank Quentin and Rick and the whole crew here Absolutely. for allowing us to have this platform to do it with. This is amazing. We're at the Benoit Recreation Center. Um, they're bringing life into not only the rec center, but to this part of town. And, and Catalyst is, we're going to be bringing them on. We're going to be bringing a whole lot of guests on. We've right. hit on a lot of subjects, but they'll be one of our guests one time, and they can tell you what they're doing down here. But I got to thank them all for for literally transforming a space, yeah, yeah, like no other people could. So yeah, we really appreciate it. So on behalf of the West Monroe West Washtenaw Chamber of Commerce and the, the Mon Monroe Chamber of Commerce, we, we thank you for joining us, and we can't wait to see you on the next episode and explore these topics more fully.
You've been listening to Washita One Table with Christopher Kelly and Roy Heatherly. This podcast is a partnership project of the Monroe and West Monroe West Washita Chambers of Commerce and was produced by Godly Works Production in the Louisiana Catalyst Podcast Studios at the Benoit Community Center.